Every now and again, it's good to mix things up a little. And that's what we're going to be doing today on this episode of A Seat at the Table. I'm Jane Singer, and welcome back. For nearly four years, I've had the opportunity to host so many fabulous leaders and innovators on this show and help share their stories, their wisdom, and their expertise with our audience in 133 countries. But in this episode, I'm passing the mic to the phenomenal Ken Solomon, a legend on Udemy where she has a following of nearly 150,000 students. She's also the organizer of a game-changing co-working program, a visionary entrepreneur, and a masterful course creator. Oh, and on top of that, she's one of the kindest and most fun-loving people you would ever hope to meet. Okay, enough from me. Shall we get started? Well, I'm very excited to be here with you, Kens. Today we're doing something totally different on a seat at the table. I'm your host, Jane Singer, but I am passing the mic over to the legendary Ken Solomon. Today, she's going to be the host, and I'm going to be the guest. Ken's over to you. Hi, Jane. Oh, my God. I'm so excited for this. It's really, really fun to be the host today, and I cannot wait to interview you and tell everyone what they need to know about the legendary Jane Singer, because you think I'm legendary? you look in the mirror often um welcome everyone welcome to seat at the table today is a very very special episode because today we are interviewing the one the only jane singer jane is a wealth of knowledge she has experience in almost everything in life not just business and not just fashion and working with her learning from her has been one of the biggest bestest things i've ever done this year and I cannot wait for you to get to know Jane and what she does for the world. Because trust me, if you think of Jane as just the person who brings this podcast to you, no, she has a lot of magic and she usually doesn't mention it much. So it's time for us to put her under the spotlight. Sorry, not sorry, Jane. I'm going to ask you a lot of questions today. Well, Kens, thank you so much for that incredibly generous intro. Now I'm going to have to work doubly hard to live up to it. Oh, come on. Stop being humble. <laughs> uh, go ahead. Fire away. Ask me anything. Anything. <laughs> okay. Let's start with, you know, we live in the age of information right now. And this is like, huh, where do I even start? Do you think that... This is causing some like issues, some problems. Why is this making things difficult for companies? Why is being in the, in the age of information making things difficult for companies? I think that one of the biggest problems is that information or access to information is a blessing and a curse. Of course, it's a blessing. We need to know what's happening. We need to be able to have a sense of what's going on so that we can make more informed decisions. However, you can have too much of a good thing and it becomes overwhelming. And then you also have it in this day and age, right? There, There's a tremendous amount of information that hasn't had to pass any criteria, right? It's not like in the old days where media had certain laws that um, at least had put guardrails on, right? You know, slander, yeah. libel, 
you had to have some amount of accountability. But nowadays, you can say anything. So you have a lot of people who are not necessarily knowledgeable about things or honest about things. And you've got even the people who are dumping tons of information on you all the time. Right. It's a you know, it's a pay per click kind of a world. So people want to, you know, constantly have something out there and try to get you to click on it. And it's just crazy. So how do you then sort of sift and sort? Right. That's really the biggest problem for people is to say, okay, I want a balanced point of view, but how do I take this overwhelming amount of information that's being dumped on me and and sort of figure out what I really need to know and then connect the dots? Yeah, absolutely. It's very, very difficult to find the right piece of information in a sea of information and like noise out there. So it is challenging. Um, I'm curious, what inspired you to start Inside Fashion? Well, I think, you know, circling back to what we were just discussing, um, I'm the kind of person who really likes to cut to the chase on things. If I want to know something, I just want to know it in the least amount of time and the need to know basis. I don't want to have to sit there and sort through tons of stuff. I don't want to have to to read, you know what I mean, like a 10,000 word article so that I can find one bit of information. And I think that with a lot of business news, Oftentimes, there is just one thing that you need to know. For example, when companies report financial results, by and large, all you really need to know is did sales increase or decrease? Did profits increase or decrease? Occasionally, there's an interesting reason why. Typically, there isn't, right? Sales were down because the weather or sales were up because there was, um, you know, better weather. There's just not, you know, usually the reasons are the same. So having to read through article after article, right? Because most news is put out there as articles. What if you just got a summary that just gave you the exact facts? Um, Oftentimes, the reasoning behind things can be summed up quickly. So for example, you don't really need a market research report, right? That's 150 pages, when typically you can condense all that down into a, a certain number of key points. And then it's easier for people to understand because sometimes when you're reading through all that, you get lost. You know what I mean? You get lost in the noise, in the bloat. Um, It's just, it's overwhelming. It's exhausting. And in my opinion, it's a big waste of time. So I don't want things presented to me that way. So what, what I did with Inside Fashion and with Current Situation and Sourcing, which is our high end sourcing report is see, okay, what's really going on here? Okay. And then back it up also by fact. So in other words, not just telling people, but saying, okay, here are the facts. Here's, you know, nuggets of information. Here's quotes from real people. Here's data that we've pulled that present that picture. And so that was, that's really um, the thinking behind that. I love that so much. Like you make things sound more calm. You know what I mean? Because if somebody told me I have to go through 150 pages PDF report just to find one piece of information that I'm looking for, I would already be dreading it. I'd be like 150 pages just to find one thing. Um, So speaking of that, how do you keep like a cool, um, put together, collected, focused mindset along all of this information that we get bombarded with every day. Like companies get a lot of information. 
how do you stay calm and focused during like being bombarded with all of that? It's a challenge. I mean, wrestling all that under control, of course, the outcome of that is what our customers want, but we're on the receiving end of it, right? We're at the top of the funnel, so to speak. So you really have to have systems that enable you to have parameters of what you're looking for. So for example, if we're talking about financial results, then we know, okay, this is what we're looking for specifically. And and then of course you have to scan through and see, is there any interesting commentary from the company on what they're doing differently? But by and large, a lot of it isn't. So yeah, it's a lot of work. I mean, it's a lot of grunt work. And even with AI, um, as most people are like, well, can AI do that for you? Um, not really, not really. You you really need human knowledge to be able to make that decision as to did somebody say something that's interesting or insightful um, out of, like I say, tons and tons of earnings calls and tons and tons of financial reporting that they're obligated to put in there. Um, so yeah, so that's that's a lot of work. And then of course, getting that industry feedback is really being on the phone every week with people from the industry, which is essentially the outreach program of of reaching out to people and saying, you know, what's happening? Would love to catch up. Do you have a couple of minutes? And, you know, you have to send about, I say we send about a hundred of these outreaches to people, wow. each, which is a lot. And yeah, then that a certain number of people say, yeah, sure, I'd love to chat. And then we chat. And of course, their point, you know, their benefit is that they get to ask me questions, so to speak. What are you hearing, Jane? Because everybody is wondering what the heck's going on in the world. What are you hearing? Because they only hear what they hear within their own circle. So it's like, I don't know, you know, like we're struggling to to sell our, our product right now and yeah. you know, sales what they used to be and things seem to be bad like in every one of our markets i mean is it just us um and then you know i'm able to say to them since we're on the call i'll say well actually you know i've been hearing that from like just about everybody else i've spoken to for the past three weeks or i don't know people are saying this country is particularly challenging but i am hearing people talking about this place so you know a lot of this is constantly being on top of it and being immersed in the market and then synthesizing that down for our readers and putting in actual quotes, which is how people know what we're saying is true. Because when you're hearing it in someone's own words, although we don't use their names because that's part of our you know, agreement with people who talk, unless we have specifically asked to quote them, we will never mention their name or their company name without their permission. Um, you lose trust from people and they'll not talk to you again if you try to be clever and just do it anyway. Um, so we don't. But when people read that, you can you can feel the authenticity because they know that they've heard people say that or if they haven't, it rings true. Yeah. So, you know, this is so we try to bring this together and those quarterly reports, current situation and sourcing are winnowed down, right? Including a few charts and graphs to six to seven A4 pages, which is a hell of a lot in a short amount because there's space around the words so that it's not too densely packed and a few photos and everything in there. And actually editing something down is a hell of a lot more work than just going on and on. People think, oh my gosh, it's only seven pages. Like I could do that on the bus on the way to work. And I'm saying, well, what bus do you take? Maybe I can sit next to you and you can sort of show me how you would do it on the, on the bus. Yes. Ride. Yeah. This, 
the actual writing of that report, not just the gathering information, the actual writing of it takes at least 10 solid days of going through and saying, how can we, how can we make this tighter? Is this really important? And, and really getting rid of everything so that when the final delivery is there, people can go through it really fast, understand what's going on, be able to share it with their team, their headquarters, and it's done. Because if they did it themselves, I, I would defy anybody to show me how they could do that faster and have an actually accurate picture. Um, if they can do it, let me know. <laughs> Honestly, I am completely amazed at how well you do what you do. Taking that wave of information and condensing it down to six or seven pages? That's insane. Like, I can't imagine the amount of work that goes into this and you telling what you're telling right now. I know it's just a glimpse of the actual work that happens. And that's magic. Like, being able to do that. You need to celebrate yourself. That's not something easy to do. That's not like something the average person would be able to do. And I love that you um, have a membership for this. I know you do have a membership. Can you tell us a little bit more about the Inside Fashion membership, please? Well, Inside Fashion is our main membership, which is for news about the apparel supply chain. Um, uh-huh. So it really goes from factory through to selling floor. So we're covering what's happening upstream on manufacturing, even on fiber prices and yarn prices and so forth. So we have snapshots of that all the way through to what's happening at retail. And then we also have trend information. So everything is done in a snapshot format so that you get a quick look at what's happening in the market. You can read it fast, you're up to speed, and then move on and get back to doing the work that you need to do in order to make your business successful. So that's really, it's really for that person who says, I want to know what's going on, but man, I don't want to sit there all day reading all this stuff. And I, I'm not the kind of person who wants to boom scroll through the internet and find out about, you know, every new crisis or bad thing that's happening. I want someone yeah. to put it in perspective. Um, so that's inside fashion. And so every month, these snapshot reports are released, one on retail, right? One on inside sourcing, which covers what's happening in sourcing, um, materials, prices, logistics, um, e-commerce, markets. So all of that. And then we do have some short, again, short, concise feature articles. So we do a brand breakdown every month. So we'll take a brand and talk about either why it's succeeding or why it's failing and break it down into the action, you know, what, what we see as the pros and cons of that brand. And then we also include feedback from the market. So we actually go through and pull together what consumers are saying, reviews and things like that. So it really shows not just the analytical kind of thing, but well, you know, here's what actual people are saying. Like, why do they like this brand or or why didn't they like this brand? Again, wow. trying to give the person who's reading this an uh-huh. accurate picture of what's happening without having to spend a lot of time reading it. You know, read it fast and then get back to work. We, you know, you're not going to get anywhere in your business if you're reading stuff all day, even our stuff. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry, like, can we take a moment to realize and appreciate how much decision fatigue you're going to be sparing your people sitting there just taking a little like a quick glance at some numbers and being able to make a decision on the spot 
instead of agonizing inside your head and collecting the information, going through it, filtering it out, seeing what would work and what wouldn't, and then debating about it for God knows how long. That's massive. Oh my God, like that's really, really impressive, Jane. Great work. Um, okay, so tell me this. Yeah. If someone is listening to us today and they don't know if inside fashion membership is the thing for them, like who is this created for? Who's the person who needs that membership right here, right now? Because I know a lot of people need it. Well, I think that anybody who is involved in the global apparel supply chain uh-huh. would find this useful. And I say global because we do cover international markets. So I think that if you're sitting there saying, I'm mainly in one market, but it would be useful to just have a sense of what's going on in other markets as well. But I don't want to sit there and read 100,000 things. Um, I just just like give me a snapshot of what are the key things that are going on. This would be useful. I think that anybody who says, I, I just like hate reading all this stuff every day. I don't have time for it. It's distracting. Um, I think that because let's face it, um, you know, there's an old saying in uh, media that if it bleeds, it leads. So therefore, disaster, catastrophe always gets more views, more clicks, more listens, whatever it Unfortunately, is. Unfortunately, yeah. Yeah. So therefore, you're motivated, right? If you're in media and you are on a pay per click kind of a, a model to, you know, put forward things in a way that's scary. However, that that does tend to it affects people's mindset, right? You read uh-huh. all this bad stuff, you feel the world's coming to an end. You think there's no opportunity, there's no hope. I mean, this is not a very good mindset to be then approaching your business. So I think it's important to be able to get the news you need, have it condensed down, and try to factor out as much of that kind of um, fear-mongering as you can so that you know what's going on, but you can maintain your perspective. I mean, it's not easy to do, but, you know, mindset does play a role in the decisions that we make. And oftentimes we make bad ones. I have. Absolutely. <laughs> yep. Yep. Don't get me started on that. Okay. I'm sorry, but I cannot get over how fascinated I am. I want you to tell me, you and your team, how do you manage to take that huge pile of information every month and turn it into those reports inside the membership? Like, What's your process like? What do you, how do you do this? We're going to take a quick break now, and then we'll be right back. You hear a lot about supply chains these days, because if the past couple years have taught us anything, it's that an efficient, well-managed supply chain is absolutely critical to keeping businesses successful and consumers happy. I'm Will Haywood, and I host a podcast called All Business, No Boundaries, where we talk about supply chains, how they work, what happens when they don't, and the innovations that are redefining what's possible in the world of logistics. Join me for insightful interviews with thought leaders and industry experts. We discuss how optimizing supply chains can break down the barriers that are holding businesses back. That's All Business, No Boundaries by DHL Supply Chain. Listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Well, I think that primarily if you're going through it on a daily basis as we do, um, you have a sense, but realistically, you have hard facts, right? Which is financial data, which is trade statistics, uh-huh. right? Things like that, <clears throat> um, any of that kind of stuff. 
But then you also have a lot of what you sense is going on. And that comes from having those continual interviews and conversations with people that give you a sense of what you're hearing. And then Mm. you try to also look at statistics. So, for example, you're hearing that everybody is moving business out of China, right? We've been hearing that for a long time. People are trying to to de-risk, to whatever they want to do, China plus one in the old days. But uh-huh. when you go back, so you're like, okay, this is what what the buzz around the industry is. When you talk to people one on one, you ask them what they're doing, and they say, well, you know, we're doing that, but not a hundred percent. Or somebody else says, yeah, we have, but we've actually done this. Uh-huh. Then you go back and you look at the the export statistics or import statistics, and you see how does that measure up. Mm. So, you know what I'm saying? You you try yeah. to look for. Um, because we're more of a research-based kind of a company, particularly for our quarterly um, inside so- uh, current situation in sourcing, um, which is really focused on that. Um, and yeah, it's it's a lot of work to do. People look at that, and um, it doesn't look as <laughs> as hard as it is. But I'm telling you, it's really um, it's it's a job to do that each quarter. But it, it's satisfying to do it when you do it and it comes out well and people give you the feedback, right? As we get on current situation in sourcing and uh, and also on inside fashion and people like, oh my God, that was such a great report. We got so many good insights out of that. Um, I just love that, you know, it's just so useful. It saved us a lot of time. Our whole team finds it valuable. And then you're like, oh, thank heavens. Somebody appreciated it. <laughs> Yeah, actually, they they should be appreciating this because you are not just saving them a lot of time, which basically we don't all have enough time for the things we want to do. But as decision makers in their positions, there's a lot of stress that comes with making the decision and worrying if it's the right move. Am I doing this and it's going to pay out in the future or am I going to regret this later when you give them? The data you give them through the reports, be it the quarterly report or the membership uh, reports, the monthly ones, it saves them a lot of that agony and a lot of that overthinking. They're taking an informed decision based on the numbers you and your team have magically uh, put together for them from like thousands of pieces of information. That's amazing. So I have another question. Yeah, I'm, I'm you know, go ahead. <laughs> Right. Uh, my question to you is this. As someone who has been doing this for a long time, do you think that right now is the best time to invest in more marketing? Because I know there's like scarcity thinking. People are like, oh, my God, the situation right now, we maybe we shouldn't invest in more marketing. Do you agree with this? What do you think of this? Well, having had a legacy of working in B2B marketing and having been in B2B media, right, for well, nearly thirty, nearly um, three decades, um, you do see what happens and you're seeing it from behind the scenes point of view. And it's true. Whenever business seems tough, people want to pull back, right? Yeah. People still feel that I need to cut costs. And oftentimes, usually speaking, marketing is the easiest thing to cut because a lot of people, particularly in B2B, sort of saw it as a waste to begin with or sort of saw it as like window dressing, which it's not. Uh Uh, But perception is is what it is. The thing is, people need to see you more than ever because any 
online marketing is a show of strength. And you might be saying, as many companies do, well, we're not really strong right now. We're just about paying the bills. Well, don't let people know that. Um, When you market, people see you as a leader. It's a perception. And and I'll, I'll tell you, I fall for that too. And I know better. But but you see the advertised brand, the company that advertises, the assumption is that they're a leader, that they're reliable, that they're strong. So the handful of people who have the guts to come out in tough times and market can gain massive market share. Because when things are tough, people want people they can rely on, companies they can rely on, resources they can rely on more than ever. The buyer right, is feeling nervous about a decision. So when they see something advertised, they feel, oh, this must be the right choice. They're more concerned about making the right choice. At the same time, your competitors are all gone home, right? They folded up their tent and went home. These are bad times. You're not spending money on this. So the few people, and that's whether you're in B2B marketing or other marketing or any kind of promotion, if you're the person who's got the guts to come out in a tough market and stand your turf and market and put money behind that or put energy behind that. Wow. It's, it's game changing. Few people will do that. Few people will do that, but it's like the kind of people who, you know, make, make investments during a down market because they see an opportunity when everybody else is scared. Yeah. I love that so much. I love how you think of it that way, because in my brain, I'm like, even if times are tough, and I want to make more sales to not be losing my business or closing my business eventually. I would want to be in front of more people instead of pulling back, thinking that I'm cutting the costs and saving the business. If you're not getting in front of your people, how are you saving your business? Who's going to be able to sell the products if they don't get those products in front of the people? So, yeah, I love that so much. And I know you actually can help people with this. Inside Fashion has a special marketing package. I know, but I don't think everyone who's listening to us knows. So please, could you share a little bit about this too? Well, we do have marketing packages. Um, They're quite focused and we have a limited supply because we don't want to overwhelm any of the people in our audience just being pounded with tons of advertisements, tons of marketing. But we do have selective programs that people can take advantage of should they wish to. Um, We have... Two newsletters that go out each week to a very select but quite large audience. And um, those are really good opportunities to advertise on those, as well as doing customized marketing that we have, such as sponsored content. Um, We'll work with the client um, to be able to think about what they need and try to give them the right guidance and say, okay, well, this is what you have. This is who you need to reach. What what can we recommend? our prices are probably embarrassingly low compared to others. Um, but, you know, that's <laughs> that's just us being us um, here. Uh, we just, we really do take a lot of pride in being able to work with a client and see them get results, right? When we're sending yes. out sponsored content, for example, it's thrilling to see that when someone has a sponsored content article on one of our newsletters, that typically is the top performing link on the newsletter. So it's, you know, even though I should be thinking, well, I'd rather have them be looking at our own proprietary things, but no, I'm actually thrilled when we can see that, wow, we were able to craft that for that client 
And wow, so many people are opening it and reading it. So we do have those offers. They're on our website. We we don't hide the price or anything like that. I know a lot of people will put their marketing up there and it'll be just like a click to find out more. And there's no prices showing. We show the price because I'll tell you to be truth, be truth be told when I'm looking at things, I want to know the price. Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying price is the only criteria, but if you're buying something, um, you want to know the price. So we don't have a hidden thing that like, here's the marketing that we offer and then call us to find out what it costs and all that. No, no, no. The price is out there. Um, and I think it works as a self-weeding garden, because if you look at it and you think it's not worth it, then then why do we even need to have a conversation, right? We're not trying to to sort of bring people into a net and then try to hard sell them. Yeah. We're, we're about this is what we offer. If you think this is interesting to you um, and you want to discuss it further, call us. But we're going to try to give you as much as we can up front so that you can think about it. And if it's not right for you, no worries. You know what I'm saying? That's yeah. everything is for everybody. Honestly, this is one of the things that I love about you, Jane. You are a straight to the point kind of person. You don't like to waste time. You're like, let's do this and get some results. We don't want to waste time. We don't want to waste energy. And let's tell people everything up front so they don't feel trapped in our marketing. Yes. I love, love, love this approach because it's a very noisy world outside. And there are so many people doing like different things and tactics and strategies that they think are going to work. But like it's just the shortest um amount of like the shortest space between two dots is a straight line you just tell people here it is this is how i can help you and this is what you pay and there you go and i've seen some like really performing reports i've seen some really good results um like i witnessed some of this work in uh the making like in the back end of things and i also saw it on the front end and i was wowed by the quality of what you deliver, really. I'm 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 very impressed, Jane. I'm like your biggest fan. Um so oh, someone... thank you. Thank you. <laughs> You're very welcome. If someone wants to find out more about Inside Fashion and more about the membership, the quarterly report, the marketing services, where would they go? Probably the easiest place to go is over to our website at insidefashionlive.net. So okay. it's inside fashion, right? The name live dot uh -huh. net. And there's a, a contact form. So I would say that if you don't want to peruse the website because nobody feels like having to look around, but if you want to, you can. But just feel free to reach out. And you know, I mean, everything we do is real people. There's no bots, there's no um, you know, sort of junior person some someplace. It's just us answering you so if you have a question ask if you don't know something ask if you want help ask um you know we're people helping other people uh that's i know in a, in an ai day and age maybe that's old school but i think most people want to be able to communicate with another person just my belief um but we treat people the way we want to be treated you know what i'm saying yeah. what information do we want that we deliver on a marketing side of things how do we want to be treated what do we like what do we find useful what do we find frustrating right that's how we treat people in terms of service do i want to talk to a bot um, or be sent to an faq section no i want someone to answer the question so that's what we do for people so that's our approach is it for everybody no no it's not for everybody but it's for some people and those people are our people 
Yeah, I love that so much. And I love the human approach to things. You think this is old school? If you're listening to this and you think this is old school, I honestly don't think so. This is the most fresh thing that you can do for your business right now in a time where AI and FAQ sections are taking over. People still need to talk to a human. When people make a buying decision, they buy from a human. And that's just very, very impressive. What about social media? Like, where can we get in touch with you on social media? Well, you can find me and you can find Inside Fashion and you can find a seat at the table. All of us are over there at LinkedIn. Um, and that's where most of, of our following is. But certainly uh, we have a fledgling presence on Instagram and on Facebook. Admittedly, because we started as B2B, most of our activity has been focused on LinkedIn, but we haven't forgotten about the other channels. And, um, you know, have a look. I think the links are, are available on our website. And like I say, anything you need, just reach out. You know what I mean? If you if you don't want to go to the website, you can find me on LinkedIn under Jane Singer. Um, and just send me a message. That's fine. I'm happy to hear from you. Would love That's to amazing. hear from you. That's amazing. Jane Thank you so, so much for such a refreshing conversation. And thank you for what you do, because I know so many people need the work you are offering. And I know it's also very refreshing to see you lead the way you lead in a time where um, people are trying to be sneaky with their tactics, sneaky with their marketing, thinking that they're going to outsmart their audiences, using technology to try to replace humans. And there you are doing all of your magic very like in a very down-to-earth manner and a very human manner and a very like straight to the point manner i couldn't be more proud to have met you and to have to be here right now interviewing you that's an honor thank you so so much for today's conversation and thank you for starting your business because it's helping and inspiring a lot of people well ken Thank you so much for your recognition, for your time in being here on a seat at the table with me. Um, as you know, I'm a huge fan of everything that you've achieved, which is yeah. extensive. And uh, really, I'm really honored to be part of your world. Thank you. Thank you so much. And everyone who's listening, if you haven't checked out Inside Fashion yet, go to InsideFashionLive.net. And don't forget to follow Jane everywhere. We will try to get all the links for you with this episode. But even if you can go to the website, find all the social media links, you can go to LinkedIn and find Jane at Jane Singer. Jane, thank you so much for being here today and for having me today. This has been incredible. And you're not going to find me in the next episode. Jane is coming back. She's taking back her throne. I was just a guest today and I cannot wait to listen to the next episode. <laughs>